This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839 or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Joining us this morning, as always, he is cl- he is here, he is clear. He has got sticks hangover. Tony, the man, sure. Tony, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> well, yeah, I did go to see uh, last week. I went to see Cheap Trick Sticks and 38 Special. Oh, uh, man. What a great That's show. Awesome. Yeah, they were all three really good. I was I was surprised. You know, those bands aren't getting any younger, but they really put on a good show. It was an outdoor concert. My wife and I got uh, free VIP tickets that I scored, which was fun. And wow, it was a it was really fun. We we had a blast, and it's the first concert uh, I've been to in two years, Travis. Wow, isn't, isn't I mean, that crazy? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, you know, we're it, it, starting you, to get back to normal here. You're we're we're almost getting toward the land of the living, Tony. Isn't it, isn't it a great feeling? <laughs> it is a good feeling. It is, and uh, I hope it just keep, continues. We were talking a bit before the show, and I we just hope that this uh, normalcy continues uh, to uh, go in that direction, right? Absolutely, uh, I I am I am so ready to go. Uh, actually, my wife and I just scored our first concert tickets as well. We did not talk about this before the show, but Tony, uh, it, we just scored uh, Elton John at uh, Jacksonville Arena, uh, his farewell tour in April. Wow, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yep, yep, we're pretty pumped about it. He was supposed to, obviously, uh, last year was going to be his farewell tour, Yeah, but because of COVID, they uh, backed it up. But yeah, we're uh, we're going in April of 22 to uh to the to the farewell tour so that's uh that's going to be pretty pretty nuts yeah well that's awesome that you got tickets to that show my wife and i actually when we were living out in california we got to see elton john at uh, dodger stadium and oh, man. had pretty good seats so uh he puts on an amazing show so and to see him on his farewell tour, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, would I would would it have been nice to you know to to go to a concert five ten years ago or go see dueling pianos with Billy Joel? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. But I mean, you're not gonna not go to the farewell show. You're not gonna not go to that show. So yeah, we 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 saw it uh, as soon as Ticketmaster opened up. We were literally sitting there waiting online, awesome. and uh, and we got we got four tickets and pretty pretty decent seats. Now, 
I will tell you this. Uh, I guess Elton John is trying to set, or they're trying to set ticket prices because he's never going to tour again or play again. Because holy cow, um, I've got to save between now and then to pay for him. But uh, other oh, than tickets that, tickets are crazy <laughs> expensive. <laughs> they yeah. are proud of those, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets to any major act are so expensive now. Oh, it's, it's insane. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But hey, but hey, you know what? Like I said, you're never going to see him again. So why not? Why not splurge a little bit? Uh, go out with a bang. So yeah. Well, now Travis, what are we talking about on today's show? You mentioned you had gotten some more questions. I did uh, from and- listeners and people you meet with. Uh, questions they had that you thought you would want to share with our listeners. Absolutely. I actually pulled three topics this morning, Tony. I pulled one for those that are still working. I pulled one for those that are retired uh, and I pulled one or retiring in the next few years. And then I pulled one just generally on taxes as a, as an overall view. So uh, first things first, uh, let's, let's, we don't, we don't generally give them, uh, I guess their, their due or their credence. So let's start with those that are still working. So folks, if you're out there and you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're still working, all right, I want you to pay particular attention to this because a lot of what I'm about to say is going to pertain to you because this is generally becoming the trend inside of 401k plans. You know, Tony, back in back in the in the mid 2000s, all right, there was something called the Pension Protection Act that was passed that was before the crisis in 08. And what it did was it essentially created QDIs, qualified default investment accounts, uh, target date funds, which essentially were designed to help put retirees on a kind of a glide path, if you will. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what a target date fund is, is is a managed account, if you will, from like a, a Vanguard or, you know, we generally don't like to use names, but let's just, I mean, it is what it is. So a Vanguard, a T. Rowe Price, um, whatever the case may be, uh, we generally see a collection of funds and they're going to have things like um, target date 2050, target date 2025, you know, they're going to be denoted by the the date on the target date fund. And what it's actually doing is it's it's trying to to help guide an investor to really kind of pick their path going into retirement. And it's it's generally made up of a number of funds. Um, and let's say, for instance, and I, I just pulled one. OK, this is I'm not going to give the name of the company, but this is a a very popular fund called the 2035 Target Date Retirement Fund. And what it it has in here is it's already diversified. So, you know, a diversification is very key in any situation. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Your, your grandmother probably told you the same thing mine did. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, It has some international exposure. It has some domestic exposure. But at the end of the day, what it's what it's really working towards is as you age and as you get closer to retirement, uh, traditionally, you may want to consider at least for the first few years, especially getting close to and entering retirement, you may want to think about having some assets and some fixed income or in some cash uh, to help maybe maybe uh, keep that volatility at bay, right? May let you get your sea legs, start the process. And that's what a target date fund does is, is over time, for instance, right now, the 2035 fund, 
Tony is approximately 75-25, 75% stocks, 25% bonds and cash. The 2030 fund is about a 65-35. So as you can see, even in five years, you're seeing that uh, that landing pattern where the stocks are getting lower, right? The plane is starting to land. 2025 is approximately 55 to 60% stocks. So as you get closer to this year, which right now the, the current target date fund would be the 2020, which is the closest year, that's going to be around 50-50. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Two reasons. Number one, a lot of people use target date funds, but I don't think a lot of them use them correctly because uh, a lot of times retirees or, or those that are planning for retirement, they think, well, I'm just I'm going to diversify myself and I'm going to put you know, 50% in the 2020 fund and 50% in the 2050 fund, because I'll have some a little more aggressive and some not quite as aggressive. Well, there was only a 25% difference between the two. So or 30% difference between the two. So if you do that, what you're actually doing is you're actually taking more risk than you realize you're taking. Because a lot of these funds hold the same equities, hold the same equity funds. And if you double up, Tony, and you overlap, are you really becoming more diversified by putting it in two investment accounts? What do you think? Yes or no? Uh, no. No, absolutely not. So if if you're really trying to, and this is for those who are working, I really would encourage you, uh, make sure that you talk to your investment professional or you give us a call and let us help you look through your, uh, your potential allocation and your 401k because at the end of the day, we don't want you taking more risk than you you should, and you need to understand what risk you are taking. Now, I, I do commend one thing, Tony, more and more people are starting to use target date funds in lieu of, of trying to pick their own allocation, like you know, right. 40% of the S&P, 20% of the Euro stocks. I mean, they are actually starting to use that more and more, and that is terrific because at the end of the day, folks, don't get me wrong. Uh, could you could you sell at the right time and buy at the right time? Um, yes, absolutely you could. But just because you hit blackjack two or three times does not mean you're ready for the World Poker Tour. You you need to make sure that you are being consistent in what you're doing. And sure. that's the reason why when you do have a target date fund and you do have a professionally managed fund like this in your 401k, it, there's it may not hit the same home runs you do every year, but it's probably going to hit a lot more singles, doubles and triples, and it may eliminate some of the strikeouts. So, uh, you know, Ty Cobb didn't hit the same home runs Babe Ruth did, but I'm pretty sure he was the first one in the Hall of Fame. Was he not, Tony? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And, is, you know, you're talking about target date funds and it's interesting because I, I never understood them. And then once I talked to a financial services professional about them, and then I totally got it. And it really does make sense. And so I'm glad. I don't think we've really talked about target date funds that much on the show. And so I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, it's good to hear your take on that. So you, you're you a proponent of uh, using target date 
hunts, right? Well, for 401k plans, especially. Yes. Because I mean, in a, in a robust 401k plan, you're only going to have anywhere between maybe eight to 30 investment choices, right? Uh, now, once you enter retirement, and, and this is my personal opinion, uh, once you enter retirement, do you want to consider a rollover IRA in some cases? Absolutely. Why? Because you can invest in absolutely anything. But in a 401k plan, if that are, if those are your choices and that is your option, then yes, target date funds are not, are, are not a bad uh, investment choice. Now, sure. I will say this. Now also think about, uh, think about what I'm about to tell you, Tony, uh, risk. What, what I really want our listeners to understand is if you're in your thirties, if you're in your forties, right? Does that mean that you're automatically going to need to go into something like the 2060 fund or the 2050 fund or something of that nature? Maybe not, because that's about 90 right now. It's about 90 percent stock. OK, maybe you're a conservative 30 or 40 year old. Maybe you're a 60, 40. Well, if you're a 60, 40, what you want to do, what I would probably guess is look at the internal makeup of the target date just because you are going to retire let's say in 20 years that doesn't necessarily mean the 2040 is right for you so you know at the same time be aware of your surroundings make sure you know what your options are and make sure you're doing what's best for you and for your risk tolerance because you know if you if your natural reaction if you see your account go up or down you know five percent in any given period if that if that makes you really excited or it depresses you and makes you lose sleep at night take a little less risk you'll thank me in the morning it's called sleep insurance premium folks don't just go ahead and put pedal to the metal because could you see a period where you know we have like a, a 2008 sure but for those of you who are still working, remember, uh, risk is something you can you can look at it two ways. Number one, you have to have risk because if you didn't put in in time, you, you're going to need the extra return to probably get you where you want to go. But the second part of that is, remember, your dollar cost averaging in, you're going to be putting money in for an extended period of time. So don't let those down markets really get you down and all of a sudden to make you switch from a target date 2050 to a 2020 or something of that nature. Because what you're doing is you're shooting yourself in the foot. Let your contributions help you get out of that uh, that down period. Don't automatically just change just because. And, and if that's something that you're prone to do, then you need to you don't need to be in the 2050. You need to be in the 2030. You need to be in the 2035. Something a little more to your risk tolerance, right? So just all all we want on this show is for you to do what's right for you. Make sure you can invest, reach your goals, and sleep well at night in the process. There you go. And in order to do that, you need to work with a financial services professional. So Travis, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you uh, to set up that no charge consultation. Absolutely, Tony. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Now, let's shift gears because uh, time time tends to get away from, from us on the show. So <laughs> let's does. shift gears. Social Security. Hey, Tony, one of my favorite topics. You you yep. know that I am, I am Mr. Social Security as far yep. as being a fan because why? Because it is a guarantee 
guaranteed source of income. Yeah, I was talking in with retirement, a client. you need those guaranteed sources. I was talking with a prospective client yesterday, and he asked me, he said, he said, what do you, you know, what's your opinion on whether my wife and I should wait until 67? I said, under no circumstance, ma'am, are you allowed to let him take his Social Security prior to age 67? They didn't need it. They, it was not going to be something they were, they were going to actually live hand to mouth without. And unfortunately her social security, because he was an, he was an engineer at, at uh, one of the local larger facilities. I'm not going to say where it is, but he was an engineer and his, his social security was, was going to be the maximum benefit. Wow. Well, as we have talked about, you need to make sure that the highest earning spouse waits until what? Until 66, 67, whatever the full retirement age is. Yeah. Why? It's because if you if you take it early as the highest spouse, then guess what? Then your spouse that inherits the money is not going to be able to inherit the full benefit that you leave behind. But the plot thickens, Tony. It gets better. And I feel like the ShamWow commercial. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Because now, now we have the Social Security COLA estimate for 2022 is now raised to 6.1%. Now, are, are we seeing inflation? Sure we are. But why is that important? You were waiting to take your Social Security. Well, now you didn't just get the 8%. You got six point potentially, if that's what this number actually is declared, whenever Social Security is given its COLA, which what's being projected, that would be a 14.1% compounding effect on your Social Security benefit. Wow. 14.1%, Tony. Where do you know of getting a fixed rate of return potentially of 14.1%? It's not there. So Social Security is your foundation, folks. For a lot of you guys, it's going to be your saving grace, not just because of the income it's going to provide, but because of the taxes it's going to save, because it is not taxed as aggressively as ordinary income. It's taxed at provisional rates, not ordinary income. And the fact remains, yes, I understand. And I get this all the time. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you know, uh, Social Security, they don't really give colas that often. Well, let me, let's do a little let's do a little research. OK, right now, the average CPI for, let's say, 1982 to 2011 was three point one percent compared with 2.9 for current CPI usage. All right. And if you go back, let's see. Uh, yes, I, I completely get it. A lot of people are, are upset because they're like, oh, well, we generally only get like one point something percent or we got a zero. Yes, we got three zeros in what, 30 years, 40 years. But we also you, you're still moving the ball forward. OK, so folks, and just just keep that in mind. I know a yeah. lot of you out there are still worried about inflation. You're still worried about having the amount of money to spend to to make sure that you can pay your bills. Social Security, I do believe at some point will be it will have to be revamped. It'll have to be uh, it'll have to have another Social Security Reform Act. Yeah. You know, just like it did in the 80s, just like it did in the 90s. But what's going to happen, I believe, in my heart of hearts, I think for those under 50, we're not going to be able to retire at 67. I think eventually that'll be moved back to 70. I think there will be minor tweaks in, in how we calculate our benefits. But for those who are 60 and over, I really don't see that that much of a change coming for you guys. So once again, 
take advantage of it while you can. 6.1% potential cost of living adjustment. Oh my goodness. It's the highest we've seen in 26 years, Tony. But hey, who cares? If we get it, we get it. That's and that's that's money that once we get that cost of living adjustment, Tony, can they can they take that down? No. No. It's there. It's there. Once you ratchet up, you can't go back. The ratchet can't fall back. So, you know what? I'm really pumped because I know a lot of retirees depend on Social Security. And regardless, you know, inflation this year, is it transitory completely? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Uh, But is is inflation going to stay this high in perpetuity? No. So as the 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 inflation rates and, and the cost of goods and services starts to subside year, two years down the road, your six point one percent CPI cost of living adjustment. Is that going to go anywhere? No. So that's just going to give you more purchasing yeah. power later it's, on. It's so a huge advantage. It's huge. Now, it's there was so a, huge. There was a third thing. We, before we run out of time, uh, what was the next thing you wanted to touch on? The third thing was actually about taxes because I, I've been getting more and more, you know, now we're into, you know, this is the middle of June where, you know, six months and a couple weeks into 2021, we've yet to see any real progress towards tax increases. So personally, uh, I was asked for an opinion on where I think taxes are going to go. This is my opinion. Okay. This is from what I've read. This is from the research that we've done. So this is not, this is not going to be law. This is what I believe. I believe personally, Are we going to see a rise in the corporate tax rate? Yes. Are we going to see a rise to 28%? I doubt it. There have been several articles and several quotes by Manchin. uh, That's Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who is obviously we're a 50-50 with a tiebreaker. And he has said he is not in favor of 28, but he may be acceptable at 25. Folks, if it's 25, that's only a few percentage points above where we are right now. Is that going to be a deal breaker for the market? Is that going to cause irreparable, you know, uh, earthquakes and tremors? I doubt it. So, you know, are we going to to the wish list of 35 percent? No. Are we going to 28? Probably not. Uh, Probably 25 percent on the corporate rate is what's likely to happen. Now, um, personal tax rates. One of the things that we've heard, Tony, is in several several clients uh, because you know there are retirees that that they because of their of their RMDs and because of of how their assets are structured uh, they're taking sizable amounts of income because the government says you have to so personal tax rates uh, are we going to see potentially the the 400,000 as a household and which actually breaks down to 200,000 per couple or per Per spouse and the couple, so you know, is that going to happen? I I would say there's there's a possibility, but not a probability. Uh, from what I've read, you're probably going to see the 37 go to the 39.6. Uh, that's going to be a win for the Democrats, and that's not going to be giving up the the goat and giving up the house uh, and and you know Granny's dishes to the Republicans. It's probably not going to be something they're going to absolutely you know just just stonewall. Is it going to hurt? Probably. But that's something they can live with. So uh, I'm really hoping they may walk that back. But 
right now I do see capital gains, you know, are we going to go back somewhere like we were in the 90s? Probably. I would say 28% is my pick. If I were if I were a betting man and I was going to Vegas and putting down some money, um, unlike the, the Poirier-McGregor fight, I did not bet <laughs> on that. I would have lost. Um, but the, you know, the 28% I think is, is a good handicap. Uh, I don't think it's going to become 40 because I just don't think the appetite's there. But, uh, you know, could we see a increase in taxes in the future, folks? Absolutely. Oh, but here's yeah. here's the point. What are you doing today to help offset or eliminate these increases on you and your portfolio? Because, folks, if you're not, you're missing the boat. And if you're not and your advisor's not, give us a call. 877 877- 269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Let us see if we can help you help get you on the right path as far as being just as tax diversified as you are with your investments. All right. Well, thanks, Travis. And we're out of time for today's show. That does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 